Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Jeff Yan. In this episode, you will hear part one of my conversation with Ken Barfield from Three Rivers Community College. More links and information about today's conversation can be found on Digication's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Full episodes of Digication Scholars Conversations can be found on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. Uh, today we have Ken Barfield from um, Three Rivers Community College. He is the Dean of Academic and Student Affairs. Uh, welcome, Ken. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, Ken, you and I have uh, worked together for, for a while now. Um, years. Probably since, yeah, many years, since since. Three Rivers um, had started using Digication many years ago, um, and uh, I I know that um, it's been a, quite a journey because every time I speak with you, you have a different title. You get promoted very often, it seems. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I like to I like to dig into that a little later too. But first, you want to just tell us a little bit about. Um, yourself and you know sort of how you came to be i know that you you know maybe talk about your 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 previous teaching you I mean you were you were also um teaching in computer science before if i remember correctly i was yes um so uh, and before all of that I, I don't know if we've had a chance to talk about this but i was in the navy so i was a navy oh, submariner <laughs> and and that was a whole other career and i retired from that um i ended up at the submarine school and in, in Groton, Connecticut. Um, that was where I finished up my time in the Navy, and um, and uh, you know, uh, uh, and there we were teaching all manner of, of uh, you know how to operate submarines and the technology, um, and, and my area was high risk trainers. Um, and so when I retired from the Navy, um, I I think my first job was as an adjunct at Three Rivers, so they hired me. Um, to teach uh, some computer, basically computer applications, but there was some programming uh, and stuff that we did as well. So, so our computer applications used to include a programming component, and so we had to come up with a way to teach uh, Visual Basic to everyone. So there was some some teaching there, and I expanded that and actually did some more programming. And, and you know, I taught at Post University and a couple of our community colleges. Along the way, uh, as an adjunct, I uh, was the um, simultaneously kind of the uh, continuing education coordinator at uh, Quinnebog Valley, <laughs> and so so I did that for uh, for about six years. In addition to teaching and, and taught lots of places online, so I, I I was very interested in the online teaching and how to do that well, and and so we ended up branching out and teaching at multiple colleges online. Um, and I actually taught some portfolio uh, in classes in my online work. Um, and I think I started here about 2005 as originally the, uh, the director of uh, distance learning, I think is what we all were at the time. And, that, and, and, and we had kind of a more limited set of tasks and that title and the responsibilities expanded to director of educational technology. Um, here at Three Rivers, um, along the way, I've had lots of lots of duties and responsibilities, uh, and, and I and I and the people who know me here know that I 
we, we get all the educational technology taken care of, but we're always trying to branch out and help people in a lot of different ways. And so I've been involved in just about every project we've had along the way. Um, you know, uh, until about a year ago, I was the Associate Dean of Academics uh, at the college. And then last year, as COVID was going on, I became the Dean. Um, and, uh, you know, and so that, that's where we are today. So that's the kind of career. And, there, and we had some title changes. You're right. We had some title changes and things in there as we're aligning with the system. Um, so, but, but yeah, that's where we are. What a, what a, I, I did not know about the Navy, by the way. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, that was a lifetime do, ago. <laughs> do you think that some, do you think some of that um, had translated to, well, certainly helped you with in, 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 in probably your leadership skills in the way that you, I mean, the one of the things I'm always really just impressed by what you do is you're very methodical and you accomplish projects. And it feels like that now that you mentioned it, I'm like, oh, that must be, that must come from that. I mean, you have mission critical things that you have to do and you just do it. Well, I mean, certainly that, that couldn't have hurt in any way that, that Navy background. Um, and I think you're right. The, there is a way that um, military people operate. Um, you know, there, you do understand that there are things that absolutely have to get done and they have to get done regardless of the obstacles and you and when you encounter obstacles you you keep working around those you try to figure out as much as you can about those obstacles and then how to solve those and so there's there's a lot of problem solving involved as well and so those things do translate into the higher education environment i mean we have we have a lot of obstacles you know from from you know things like technology to just getting people to participate uh, and people having competing projects and and funding and all of those things that you have to work out when you're when you're doing almost anything yeah well i, I mean there's one part that i feel like has always been almost um in a, I mean, you've always not been the, you know, the loudest person in the room, and but yet you always had been had 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 been able to get respect from everyone else, and I think that there is that leadership component that um, had always been just really impressive impressive to me, and and also feels like that everyone that worked around you just really liked doing so. You know, I work with a lot of people that that work at. Um, um, you know, now, especially with Amanda taking um, a lot of the the, the um, responsibilities for portfolios, you know, at the institution, you know, they've all really just love working with you. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I appreciate your saying that, Jeff, um, and, and I do uh, try to understand where everybody's coming from. Uh, you're, you're right. I'm not the heavy handed kind of person to to lead an effort. Um, and, the way that I work is all about, um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, um, figuring out where the stumbling blocks are and solving those problems. Uh, and, and, you know, if there's a reason why it's difficult for a person to participate and build a portfolio, um, we could have a discussion and talk about why that's mm -hmm. the case and what do you need and what can we do to help you? Um, mm -hmm. So, so yeah, it's, uh, it, 
it's definitely uh, kind of a way that I operate. And I, and I appreciate your saying that people have respect for me. Um, I, I do try to work with them and I do have respect for everybody that I work with here at the college. So there are a lot of things that you have done, you know, through your tenure, you know, through your directorship for distance learning and then to, um, what was it then? Education technology and so on. Um, now you, I know that you have, done a lot of work in portfolios. You have done a, a fair bit of work in assessment, which is probably one of those areas that a lot of um, your counterparts don't even want to touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that fair to say? That's true. <laughs> but you did it very successfully at Three Rivers, um, I think. Um, and uh, you want to talk talk a little bit about that? Like, how what, what was your approach to that? Sure. Um so I think we were trying to do two things. And then and, and here I had, you know, a partner in crime when we first started this. Uh, so Lily, I, want, I would be remiss if I didn't mis- mention Lillian Rayfeld, who is one of our nursing instructors. Um, she had been involved in having the nursing department do portfolios. Um, we were using a product um, that was developed in-house at the Connecticut Distance Learning Consortium, CTDLC. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and CTDLC had a very, I, I think in, in the early days, kind of a rudimentary portfolio that the, that the intention was that if all the colleges that work with them wanted to use it, they would expand it at some point. But, uh, but basically it was a repository for uh, files. And, and, so, and so we were using that and in a lot of ways, it was actually pretty successful for the nursing department. But but I talked to her about the many things that you could do instead of just putting like Word, you know, uh, Microsoft Word based files, mm-hmm. the many things you could do to also show that you achieved the objectives, including like photos and things like that. And so we were trying to expand those things together. Um, and, and, uh, and I was also looking at ways that the portfolio could be used for assessment in other programs like our business programs, for example, or technologies. And we wanted to expand that to them. The difficulty we had was the CTDLC portfolio program was a very limited platform. We only had 25 licenses. Um, when, uh, when we, when we wanted to add new students, we would actually have to take students out because we were maxed out with just the nursing students. So we couldn't expand it in any way. So the, so, so I wanted to get them onto something different. Um, and so I had actually, I think I might've met up with uh, a digication rep at um, what was then NEASC and is now NECHI, um, you know, the yeah. accrediting agency. And so I'd met up and they had shown me the portfolio. I had also looked at some some ways that assessment was done in portfolios while I was there, including like one of the universities that was assessing by by having this giant scroll. And I don't recall who they were, but they, they had like a giant scroll that they actually put up on the wall and scrolled it around the wall and said, this is how we measure this. And, and it's, we admit that it's not a technology way to do it, but it works for us. And I'm going, there's no way to replicate that or scale that up or anything. <laughs> so, I, so I knew we couldn't do that kind of thing. But I was very impressed with education. I came back and talked to Lily and I said, Lily, uh, you know, we've, we've got to do this. We've got to switch you to <laughs> education. And then... 
we started talking about what we had to do to make that happen. You know, we were about to go through a nursing accreditation. So we wanted to, you know, wait a little bit until that was over. We had to do a pilot. Um, and so we'd have to kind of get people together for that. Um, we'd have to come up with funding for it. So, so we'd have to get people together to do that. And so we talked about that and I think it was a little bit of a delay. And I think, uh, and I think I was more interested in the assessment piece than the portfolio. I think at the time, a lot of the colleagues that we were talking with outside our campus, they, they were, they were interested in the portfolio for the portfolio's sake, um, and, and and what I was saying is that we could use it for assessment, you know, we and, and especially for to have that elect those electronic pieces that are available that you could look at anywhere um, mm -hmm. rather than having to have them presented to you and having only one copy that could be uh, be handed around to people. So so the, uh, so that was the road that we were going down. And, and so when we uh, did our pilot, our pilot was successful. We did it with just some. Uh, first year experience students and if i'm going on too long you can uh, you can always no, redirect good. me we, we've, we've got all day <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so uh so we had some first year experience students we got them involved um we got some of our colleagues involved um we we went and we did presentations to the classes we were manually creating ids and <laughs> passwords <laughs> for everyone as part of this pilot um and, and we got that going um and it was successful. And then the plan was to roll it out to the whole to the whole campus um, and go ahead and get the official license. Uh, and and so you know that was that was what we did. And we rolled it out to the whole campus. And I think in the at the time, you know, this was I don't know the early 20, 2011, something somewhere around there. Um, yeah, you know, not a lot of not a lot of campuses. You know, we had a we had a good group of colleagues working with LaGuardia and other universities, and no one else had really been able to scale up and make it available to the whole campus. So they were all very impressed with uh, the fact that we did that. Um, and then not only did we do that, but we were able to actually uh, work with our Gen Ed Committee, which is a faculty-based group on campus. And the Gen Ed group was actually able to say that all students were required to have a portfolio. Um, that the instructor would tell them which things would be in that. And so so, we're, so that Gen Ed um, committee actually uh, made that a requirement that we would do that for all students. Um, and that the faculty would put one of three statements about how that portfolio was going to be used in their syllabi. And so, so again, that was the way that we were able to kind of move it into the mainstream and have it done um, mm -hmm. throughout the whole campus. And I really do think that there is a lot of correlation, you know, around the the kind of leadership style that you have to have that success. Because I, I just have seen so many schools, so many people who are your counterparts. And in fact, some of them are almost like hired just to do assessment, right? Right. Um, and they are not able to get the kind of buy-in that you get from your faculty because they tend to just, you know, a lot a lot of faculty members, they, they really, you know, feel strongly that, hey, this is not why I'm here. Why am I doing this? You know, if you don't, they don't feel like that, you know, you're, you're there with them. Um, and, and I think that you just navigated that really well. And, and so, 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 so they are willing to like, even what you said, which was, look, you know, the, as faculty members, they get, 
they get to do their own, provide their own sort of choice, their own statement of how this portfolio is going to to do this. But it's sort of the balance between, you know, how much you are asking them to do and how much freedom you respect them, that ask them to do their their part, right? Right. And, and, I, and I will say that during that time, you know, I was a member of the Gen Ed Committee and, and, uh, I, and I have never hesitated to be involved in any project. So, so I've been a member of the Gen Ed Committee. I was helping the nursing department, which is why I knew that Lily was doing the portfolios. Um, so I was actually helping them with that process. Um, you know, we have an educational technology committee with faculty and some staff members on it um, that look at technology and talk about what those solutions should be and how it's also a place where faculty can actually um, talk about their requirements and we can get that information, you know, in a united fashion over to IT. And I think we can get more done like that. And so, so I've never hesitated to become involved, whether that was an official committee or task force or, um, or, you know, if someone just needed me as an individual to help them work on projects. Um, so, um, so we've, we've gone ahead and I think that is one of the things then that helps when I go and make that ask to them. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, that's a common theme that we've seen across a lot of different, um, schools with, with programs that are successful, they are not at all shy about just um, getting into the meetings, getting into, you know, sort of be part of the team of what, you know, what the people that they want to, to collaborate with, you got to join their team, you got to right. join them and, and, and make sure you bring value to, to their meetings and whatnot. Um, so I think that's, uh, that's, that's really valuable that you, you are doing that. Now, Something that I would say that feels um, feels unique to what you guys have done is um, you have successfully done, you know, accreditation, you know, had, had gone through the cycle, mm-hmm. right, of doing the portfolio stuff, getting Gen Ed to, to, to commit, right, and mm-hmm. to, to get the outcomes together and rubrics, and then, and then gone gone further than that you've sampled the work you've then com- put together committees to assess them and then getting the results to to uh, to to your creditors um i mean that's a it again i feel like this is the kind of thing that the navy must have prepared you really well for because it's it's long right it's not something that you do in a month right it's a it's a long project that you plan and then you you follow up with lots and lots of different steps and, 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 and until the results come out. And, 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 you know, for Gen Ed, it's, it's a, it's a project that's still underway. We do, we do assessment days every year. Um, Mm -hmm. Even last year during the pandemic, you know, we did our Gen Ed assessment, you know, we, the the faculty went through and they reviewed um, portfolios and they scored them and they check to see if our rubrics make sense against those. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we took that information and we provided that to the state as evidence that, you know, we're actually achieving our gen ed goals. So, so yeah, so it hasn't ended even, even today. We've been doing this, you know, 10 right. years. <laughs> it's ongoing. And you know, something else though, that I, I love about how you've done that. I know that you said that you started with assessment, but there is a, huge amount of sort of latitude that you allow your 
first for your faculty to participate in very meaningful ways, mm -hmm. but then they in turn also allow the students to participate in meaningful ways. Yeah, because because of the structure of the portfolio, because it's not so you 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 strike a really great balance between look here are the the outcomes that we want to track. You want. You know we are doing this. Like you know, this is structured. We are. We're going to do that. We're going to have rubrics. We're going to have scores. We're going to have numbers. But at the same time, you give them a very sort of um, open-ended ways, flexible ways, creative ways to express themselves. So it doesn't have to be like you were going. To, you know, saying before a word document. Yeah. Well, and speaking about the the kind of latitude that we gave faculty, I. I I think one of the interesting things that, that I like to talk about is that initially when, when we were going to do this, we wanted the students, we said, you know, it makes a lot of sense if the students themselves actually upload to the portfolio rather than the way that, you know, we might've done it in the past where those things are given to faculty and they would upload them into some other system. We want the students to do that directly. And so we, we took this, uh, we took the the proposal around to the campus. We presented it to our academic division and student services and, and, and to various groups. Any group that wanted to meet with us, we would go and talk to them about it. And, and, the, and initially, we thought the faculty would really push back and say, I don't want to add another thing to the list of duties that I have already. And so mm -hmm. we tried to design a process that was, other than for the gen ed committee, was actually pretty hands-free for faculty. Um, so the students were, you know, all the faculty had to do is take one of the assignments that they already had, make, make sure that it aligned with our gen ed uh, outcomes, and then tell the students to upload those and we would handle everything else. Um, but what was funny is after a semester, faculty started coming back to us and saying, we want to know more about how this works. Right, <laughs> and right. so then we actually provided even more training for them. Um, but but yeah, we, we tried to design it so that they wouldn't have to do anything if they didn't want and found out that many of them really did want. Yeah. Well, it speaks to the fact that you probably do, you, just, you have passion of, you know, educators at, at the college who who cares about um, who cares about the teaching and learning that that's happening, you know? And so if it, once, once they see the students doing interesting things, right, then they want to see where it goes. Yeah. It's almost just like the, you know, maybe just human nature, part of curiosity brings us, you know, to, 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 um, to, uh, to be able to do that. Yeah. I think that's really impressive. Um, because again, you know, there's something that, you know, I, I hope that, you know, people who are listening or watching this can get this sense that, you know, you can sort of read about this, you know, the the, the sort of the, the process. I mean, multiple institutions have documented these things, you guys include, and we'll talk about that in a minute too. Mm -hmm. um, but there is, to me, there is a, that, that some of the secret sauce is in this relationship building with faculty. Some of some of it is has to do with this um, respect that you give them, and then hopefully, then they get they give that same kind of respect to the students, so that you know it's not always just about we just need to collect the files because you know we need to file this away like you are filing taxes or an expense report. Right. You know, um, it's there. There seems to be something a little bit greater than that, especially the student side. Mm -hmm. You know, there is something really. 
to me, it feels really um, just so immensely satisfying to see for them to see their own growth and then being able to look at that as a product and as a journey at the same time and just be proud of themselves. Um, there's something just so immensely satisfying about that. Yeah. And, and I mean, we talked about the project in, in reality, I think for the past few years, it's not even my project anymore. This is, this is something that the gen ed committee has been doing that the faculty have been running for years now. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And well, it's a culture that you build. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I don't want to make the assumption unfairly, but would you say that there's, you know, there, you probably have a fairly large, you know, number of faculty members in the teaching, you know, that touches gen ed and there's probably people coming in and out. Mm-hmm. Am I right to say that? Yes. And, and I think that especially in cases like this, and you probably have adjuncts as well coming in and out, mm-hmm. but there's got to be some sort of overarching sort of culture or values that you share um, that allows that to continue, mm-hmm. you know, as a faculty to to continue to 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 govern that. And I think that's really healthy. Something yeah. that something that I think that people want to learn more. But let's talk about this. You have. It got so successful that you ended up writing a chapter for a book. Um, and the book is Transforming Digital Learning and Assessment. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about this book and how did you get involved with it? Because it's a book that has many chapters con- with contributors from different places. Uh, how did you How did you get involved? So... Um... Uh, the, you know, this was the brainchild of the, the editors, you know, Peggy Mackey and Peter Shea. Um, and I think through their connection, they had worked with uh, Kevin, Kevin Corcoran, who used to run the CTDLC um, and who I knew very well. And they were looking for contributors to the book and they, they thought that this was a good time and they wanted to, you know, uh, I think Peggy's Peggy's very strong in her world is is that assessment piece, and she's written other books on that. Um, and, and Peter uh, loves the technology as well. So, so they were marrying those two things together and uh, putting together a collection of authors who could write um, about things that they're doing or, or trends that they're seeing. Um, and they knew Kevin Corcoran. Kevin Corcoran had recommended me because he knew of the portfolio work that we were doing. I mean, and, 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 and you know, they, uh, the CTDLC had long since decided to discontinue their portfolio version. They didn't want to develop it mm-hmm. because they were expanding into other areas. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so that wasn't going to be a part of their business. Um, and, and they did do that. Uh, you know, they were, they were, uh, you know, the, the CTDLZ no longer exists anymore. I mean, it was, it was a small group, but had a real impact in the state while it lasted. Um, but in talking to them, uh, they contacted me and, and talked to me about what we had done. So I explained to them the process. They were very interested. And basically what I wrote in my chapter was, was our journey over the last 10 years or so uh, of getting portfolios, you know, from the infancy until to where we are today. Uh, you know, today we have, um, we not only have the gen ed piece, but we have our, uh, another piece I think is really important is our assessment for prior learning um, mm-hmm. is done through 
digication and through the portfolio process is all electronic. Um, there is a course that uh, the students have to take to learn how to put together those portfolios in the fall. Um, but in the spring, they actually put together those portfolios. We have a committee of faculty that review those and decide if there are credits that they can award based on those portfolios. Um, and, and this was a huge cultural shift for us as well um, because, uh, because we had only done it as a paper-based system in the past. And it, it, and it took some work to sell the faculty on it because they were used to that paper. It was familiar, it was comfortable. Um, but but um, we were able to get them to use it once. And then once they realized that they could do everything remotely, that was a huge plus. They didn't have to come to a conference room and all sit together. Um, and, and so this is a this is a big deal. So students are actually awarded credit based on their portfolios now. This concludes part one of our conversation with Kim Barfield from Three Rivers Community College. To hear part two, be sure to subscribe to Digication Scholars Conversations on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Digication Scholars Conversations is brought to you by Digication, a technology platform powering the most innovative e-portfolio programs in K-12 and higher education. Our website can be found at digication.com. This episode was produced by Drew Albanicius. Thanks for listening.